Mr. Fernandez, mm-hmm. your directors have asked me to meet with you to assess your business competence. It's really just a formality. No problem. Can we start by running through exactly how many businesses you actually own? Of course. Okay, so Caterham F1. I own that. And Caterham Road Cars. I also own that. Okay, Queen's Park Ranges. Yes, I own that. Alpine Sports Cars. I own half of that. And the HRT Formula One team. (laughs) God, oh no, 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 I don't own that. But would you like to? Certainly not. Good. Well, you seem extremely competent in business to me. As you were. Hello, welcome to Gareth Jones on Speed, you lovely car heads. And the car that's been occupying my mind for the last 48 hours is the Mercedes-Benz AMG Black Series. I should have said SLS in there, really, to put it all in context. Have you seen that, boys? Have you seen the SLS AMG Mm. Black Series that's been proposed for the next year? Yeah, it's happening. It's a dirty, dirty, mucky car. (sighs) I just, I don't want to sound... This like is Richard Porter. Hi, Rich. I don't want to sound like a killjoy. I'm sure it'll be spectacular, but I've driven the normal SLS. Yeah. I didn't ever find myself thinking that it needed more power. <laughs> I did also find myself quite surprised at how civilised oh, yeah. it could be yeah. if you just needed to go about your daily business. Yeah, yeah. And then what a hooligan it could be <laughs> if you just need to blow off some steam. And I can't help thinking that by doing this Black Series one, they're sort of shifting it towards the hooligan-y, nutty end. And that's fantastic. But it probably won't be as nice a car just to drive in. What I liked about the SLS was how murkish it was. It just yeah, got yeah, on with being a car. True, yeah. Put it in auto, drive around, yeah. aircon works, radio works. You just sit there very comfortable, Although, and then you could go completely bonkers when you wanted to. You've but, done to it. but to play devil's advocate, you know, to, the voice too of many cars managed to kind of do it all and just balance it all really nicely in a rather sort of capable and maybe slightly boring way. Oh, you know, you yeah. know, this is, and I'm not saying that the regular car is at all boring. That's the thing. I'm just saying maybe this is just getting a nice little dash of. I think this has got know, this, is, this is this is spicy enough in normal form to be. Exciting! I know what you mean. There are a lot of cars that go about their business, and they're fine. This is like I like a hot curry, but I would never yeah. order a curry hotter than a madras because I think once you go beyond that, depending on the chef, you're really just tasting heat rather than flavour. And I think the Black Series could be a vindaloo, could be a far. But if you you're like, just going to taste you, the heat, if you do like a really hot curry, you know, if you really like a good strong pepper sauce, if you know, if you're really yeah. into your spicy, yeah. oh, there's, there's a. You like hot food? You've driven an SLS. Do you want a Black Series too? I, I wouldn't say no. What I'd like maybe will be a long-term evaluation of the Black Series and the regular, and then I can decide which I prefer. Oh, well, I think, we'll, you know, we'll you've got to... We can do, yeah. It's the kind of rigorous you journalism you've come to you expect. You don't want to rush these program. decisions. <laughs> so what car's been occupying your mind? Uh, actually, Evoke, you know. Really? Why? Yeah, well, I've been seeing them around, and they're a better addition to the roads than I thought they'd maybe be. I think ah. they're, they're, they're looking good out there. They're not offending my eye in any way. They're not... We, uh, uh, we talked uh, a while ago on the programme about cars that hold your attention, that even when you start to see them around you'll still have another look at them just to take in some of the details the design that looks like it's a stand the test of time that is interesting but 
not too gimmicky, hopefully. Yeah. And, and I always thought the Jaguar XF was very good. It sort of remains yeah, a quite, yeah. quite elegant car, Lovely. understated. The current Ford Fiesta is a really nice bit of design. You Isn't see them all over the place, but you still look at one and go, yeah, yeah it's well a, done. It's a yeah, well yeah. put together, well, well done designed. There. Just uh, look, it's the proportions are right, which is hard to do on a small car. And you look at all the people who seem to get it wrong. But mm. the Evoque is a bit like that. I'm starting to worry whether it will date. I was looking at one this morning in traffic and thinking maybe there's a bit too much going on. But if you I look at where know. it's going on, a lot of it's on the plastic bits and the lights and things that they can change at the facelift if they I want was, to calm it down a bit. I was looking at some of the proposals for new Land Rovers to come. And that roof line from the Evoque is going to translate to other Land Rovers or Range Rovers or leisure mid-range things that they're going to do. So your point about it potentially dating is valid because if they roll that out elsewhere and update it with every new car, the original Evoque that brought that line to Land Rover is going to start looking a bit old very suddenly, I would think is the I, point. I think it's more a question of whether those things like the slashes over the wheel on the Fiat Coupe a few years yeah. ago, yeah, you know, yeah. at, the t- at the time looked rather interesting, but yeah. that dated Bonkers. really quickly. Yeah, yeah. Even if they get away from elements of this, I think it's a well balanced design that that they've managed to evolve from the Range Rover starting point and come up with something actually really quite elegant neat compact version of it and uh, I think it's going to hold up in a few years time I think we're going to be looking at it it's still, a handsome yeah, car and hats off to Julian Thompson who did the original Lotus Elise mm. I think uh, we know we now know is a man who knows good proportions and, and, and that's a design that if <sighs> anything has got better over the years there is one detail on the Evoque that for me almost spoils the entire show and once I've pointed it out to you you won't fail to notice it in future and it will distract you because it distracts me like heck hang on hang on hang on hang on hang on hang on is it is it something to do with the grill no, although I do think Land Rover girls are a bit chintzy and I wish you could get mm-hmm. them in grey and black rather yep. than that shiny silver. Yep, yep. Mm. Sometimes is, you can. Is there a mismatch somewhere? No. Is it's it something with lights? No, no. Yeah. The Go on then, tell nice. us. Right, the driver's side windscreen wiper. Yep. The arm sort of doesn't just carry on straight parallel with the bottom of the windscreen and the trailing edge of the bonnet. It looks like it's been bent, but they're all like that. It's designed like that. It looks like somebody's bent it slightly. I can't figure out why it's like that. I've never got around to asking somebody from Land Rover why it's like that, but it is there, and it just Hmm. looks messy and wrong like it's broken. Is it spoiling Um, your day? Almost every time I see one, I go, what a handsome car that is. I hope it doesn't date too much. Oh, no, look at the windscreen wiper, (laughs) you idiots! (laughs) So what car has been occupying your mind, Richard? Something that I think will be up your street, Gareth, because it is, number one, a Ford. It's a good start. Number two. It's an estate. <laughs> number three. I haven't really got a number three. It's the Ford Focus ST estate. Oh, yeah, bless them. Yeah, what yeah, I yeah. done do, done do drived. Yeah. As, you did done as, driving as of DI it. DI Blundell uh, of the <laughs> Metropolitan Police's Formula One squad would say, I did done drive it a couple of weeks ago. And it was very nice. Well, the- but it brings me back to something that Zog said about cars that are just very good. Yeah. And, and whether very good is enough. Hmm. I drove a left-hand drive Focus ST hatchback very briefly. I had like a sort of half-hour go in it earlier in the year. And it took my breath away with its unruliness. It was quite squirmy under acceleration, Mm. torque steer and just liveliness. And I thought, well, you know, this is interesting. It wasn't unpleasant because it was just slightly bonkers, but not too bonkers. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I don't know if they've been fiddling with that car since then. This was a production spec, right-hand drive, Focus ST Estate. Ford have a continued programme of improvement. 
That is right. The value of your Ford may go down as well as that. Your home is at risk if you do not drive a Ford or something. And um, yeah, it wasn't as bonkers. And I actually started to miss the bonkersness oh, really? a bit. Mm. I found it an extremely pleasant, competent car. I needed to go to Birmingham, as happens to me yeah, occasionally. Yeah, yeah. And I drove to Birmingham and back again. It was a very good motorway car. I drove off the motorway deliberately on a junction, as they ask you to do, and went for a little cross-country drive in it to see what it was like. And if you get an uneven road and you're really gunning it, yeah, it, it will get a bit writhy. The steering wheel starts to twitch mm. with mm. the power of which it has, you know, sort of 240 horsepower. So it's, yeah, it's, not, it it's right. not a slow car. But for the most part, I don't know. Its competence was almost... It's downfall. That yeah. sounds ridiculous. Well, it's been said of the Focus in its previous enough. incarnations that it's actually so competent that it almost stops it from being fun. Not as dull as a, a Golf. You know, a great car to yeah. drive. Do you remember when the Elan, was it called the Elan S2 came out? The one that was later sold as a Kia in Korea. It had that floating raft front suspension. Yeah, it was just originally the Lotus Elan when it came out in, what, 1990. And then, remember, they stopped making it, and then they decided to start making it again just Mm. for a little bit. (laughs) And I think then it was the S2. And then it went to Korea and became a Kia, which I drove the Kia version. They brought a couple over to the UK for assessment. And inexplicably, I borrowed one for about two weeks. Wow. Basically, they didn't want it back. (laughs) <laughs> and I was working on old top gear and my colleagues kept borrowing it and I went to a wedding in Yorkshire in it and went into a McDonald's on the way back for some hangover food and the girl behind the counter went is that your car? <laughs> I, um, kind of she went it's nice and it was bright yellow left hand drive Kia Elan and, uh, but the thing is and I've never driven was it called the Elan? The it Kier was Elan. called the Elan yeah, yeah. yeah. and at that point I'd never driven the Lotus one yeah. which is very good in its own sort floating of way. The, the front yeah. suspension they well I think Kia yeah an equal length drive shafts and yeah. stuff and it was meant to handle brilliantly and designed by Peter Stevens. Yeah. but the Kia one was bloody awful <laughs> but yet still everybody in the old Top Gear office kept borrowing it because it was about the only car we had knocking around and it did look quite groovy and it, it was a convertible and the weather was nice and we went all over the place in it but I went to a meeting in fact I went to a meeting at Land Rover in Gaydon or it was Rover back then yeah and I drove from our office at Pebble Mill down the M40 to Gaydon with the roof down, pulled up to Land Rover in Gaydon, going to a big important meeting to interview one of their chief designers. Thankfully, their design studio building is glass plate fronted. Walking up to it, suddenly realised I looked like Fido bloody Dido because my hair was all <laughs> standing wildly proud of my head thanks to the convertible effect. The perils of open-top driving, yeah. We've yeah. drifted slightly off the point. Uh, well, what well, I was trying ST, to say uh, which... was that the ST probably suffers from the same thing that the Elan did. It was so capable because of that floating raft, I think I said it before, floating raft front suspension yeah. they talked about. It made it dull. And that's probably what's happened with the ST. It's so sorted... It's dull. Yeah, I suppose so. I've driven a few new focuses. Fokai. Fokakai. I'm not sure it is because it's a name. Yeah. Well, and it, and it, it has to be a Latin root in order to become yeah, Fokai. It's, like, it's yeah. like octopus. Although, because octopus isn't a Latin word, octopi isn't necessarily the correct mm. plural. Yes. So focuses. octopus has three correct plurals. So, yeah. So focuses. Either way. No, but hang on. Let's you talking about Bond? But focus, but focus is, a Latin, is a Latin word. So yes, but it's, but so it's a fo- proper noun because it's a name, isn't it? Foculi. Okay. I'm going to vote Fokai. Okay. Okay. So okay, yeah. that's well, my if vote. If you say Fokai, I'm saying Fokai. Yeah. So yeah. I've driven various Fokai. <laughs> and I had uh, that one litre EcoBoost three-cylinder one the other week. And I've always driven the new Fokai sisters <laughs> and <laughs> thought there's a funny angularness to the dash and particularly where it comes out with the vent by the door. 
where you get out the dashboard has a very angular sort of pointy bit and I've always looked at it and oh. thought that's a bit angular and pointy and it looks like you could really crack your knee on that you know what that is don't you that's what? the focal point oh. sorry <laughs> science joke sorry <laughs> so, Opti- optics joke even that's optics <laughs> joke <laughs> opt opt kai <laughs> moving on so there's this pointy bit of the dash and I've always looked at it and thought you could really crack your knee on that I was driving this Focus mm. ST I got him one day and I really cracked my there knee there you on go it, it bloody hurt so well done Ford you've made a car that isn't as exciting as I maybe hoped it would be except it does except cause you a great deal of knee pain slight knee Ford we have a continuous programme of improvement and knee pain <laughs> Ford Motor Company already leads the way in causing its customers minor knee pain. But there's always room for improvement. That's why designers are testing out a new design of door aperture that claims to offer vastly increased chance of head injury. Here we see a Ford engineer testing the new design using an actual customer. Here you go, my love. Just get into this Fiesta here. Oh, thank you, Sonny. Ow! Oh, dear, darling. Have you hurt yourself, my dear? I don't like this Fiesta. Could you sell me a Ford Fusion? It appears you have bumped your head, my dear. Happy times. The Ford Motor Company. Yes, Petrol! We've got a Jones on speed! We're recording this programme before the US Grand Prix. So we don't know how things are going to play out this weekend i have to say i'm itching to see cars on the circuit on practice you know there are some races that you absolutely have to watch on you know the sky or the red button or whoever's got it i'm actually going to be traveling on a train but i hope that the hotel i will arrive in will have it because i'm itching to see this austin track is this where the world championship's going to be settled do we think Doug? I don't know. Go on, predict the future. I think all we really know is that there's going to be a lot more enormous steaks barbecued at this particular Grand Prix <laughs> than any other this year. Like you, I'm really gagged just to see what the Austin circuit is going to be like, how it's going to work out, and how America takes to F1 this time around, because as we know, it hasn't always been the easiest uh, it's an odd kind of relationship. Place. And, Texas um, doesn't seem a likely no. venue for Formula One. It's a bit, no disrespect to the wonderful Texans, but F1's pretty sophisticated. <laughs> saying here they like their hogs big and they're like fighting in their car racing down that way they're not going to get any of that are they well it's a less crude spectacle than the nascar Nicely and the like and you should never generalize too much about america you know it's, it's a huge a country texas there's a lot of people there uh, and there's, there's a, a huge lot of people variety of people who are quite sophisticated yeah. in yeah. texas like, there's a, oh. it's a huge place so there are a lot of George freaking Gillard idiots but they're also yeah but there are awful lot of really smart people in austin yeah i've been to austin Yes, I have, yes. Big nice music place. town. Yes, um, it was a pretty rock and roll town when I was there, I can tell you. But, <laughs> no, I'm, 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 I don't even want oh, to yeah, begin to know what that means. There's a story or two there, but there. yeah. I'm really open-minded about it. I'm, I'm not thinking, oh, this is going to be a disaster for F1. No, I'm just open-minded about how it's going to work out. Well, I really hope it works out well so As long as it's a good race, because I'm not convinced that there are that many F1 fans in South Korea based on the mm. empty grandstands. Or China, no, for that Or China, yeah. yeah. But if the races were good... Mm, not sure they were necessarily, but at the moment, and if the race in Austin is good, if the track is good, it, you know, could be. It's got that sort of elevation and stuff going on. 
Could be quite good. We're sitting at home. When the, when the people on telly always go, oh, there's a great atmosphere. And I'm like, well, they then communicate that to me more than just saying it's good. Yeah. And people on Twitter, F1 journalists, just crapping on about what a great time they're having. And particularly when they do it, when you've sat at home watching television, particularly on a package that you've paid a subscription for, and you feel a bit short-changed when actually it was a really crummy race, and then they go, oh, what a great atmosphere. You're like, sod off. <laughs> I wanted a spectacle. I didn't get one. I don't want somebody there go, oh, well, if you were here, you'd have heard it would have been a great spectacle. It's like, no. People don't do that for the tennis, do they? Well, it was an incredibly dull pedestrian match. And it <laughs> but happened. it was lovely it was to be, but it quickly. was a great Oh, but the atmosphere on Centre Court was amazing. It's like, well, I'm not on Centre Court, I'm at home. I'd like it to have been a bit more of an enjoyable sport. But will mm. the World Championship be settled, do we think? What we don't want to happen is for Alonso to win this race. Is that right? Because Cause that would all be... S- yeah. uh, no, way, no. Cause if no, Alonso wins it, there's still a chance in the last race. Is that how yeah, it works? Yeah, so we don't want Vettel to win it. Cause don't then want Vettel be, to win it. Because then it'll yeah. keep it Bloody going yeah. to the next race. We're yeah. going to be shouting yeah. for Alonso. So it goes to the wire for the last race, are we? Would you? Would you, Richard, shout for Alonso just to keep the championship going? Yeah, absolutely, yeah, I would. I really would. Oh, Good man. To say. Good no, man. I would because I was worried about Alonso, and I still don't particularly like him as a human being because I think he's a treacherous <laughs> shit. But um, <laughs> he's a terrific, but he's a terrific racing driver, yeah, and yeah. it would be a better championship this year if it went to the wire. Yeah, and mm. also I'm a bit torn because on the one hand I don't particularly care for Alonso, but Vettel's had two championships back mm-hmm. to back three in a row it just feels like it's someone else's turn yeah. I would love it if they suddenly went oh we forgot to tell you there's another couple of races we didn't mention it there is a French Grand Prix bit short notice lads the pits aren't ready it'll be awnings that we got from B&Q but there is a French Grand Prix and also we feel bad about Donington so we're going to do a little thing there as well it'll just be a few laps but it's basically a sprint event and that way Kimi could surge through the field win all of the four remaining races and win the world championship. Now be... I like the way you're thinking. Yeah, yes. Now well, like you know, you think, yeah, Mr. Okay, Eccleston, you can um, have those ideas mm. for free. So, assuming Bernie decided not to download this episode of the show and the championship remains just the two races that we have, yeah. America and Brazil, mm-hmm. Zog, you're a betting man. Who would you put from time safe time, money on? Uh, Vettel or Alonso? Put the money on Vettel. Did you put your house on Vettel? Like, not I know it's slowing not down. Not sure about that, but your boat. Uh, but no, but the um, your Porsche. Would you put your Porsche on it? No, I don't think I would. I wouldn't. Uh, there's. Uh... <laughs> See, now you're getting to the really important. So yeah, if, yeah. if you wouldn't put your Porsche on, well, you wouldn't put your Porsche on anything. I think that. I think would it depends what odds I was getting. If the odds were such that I'm putting the nine four four on the line. But my potential return is the nine four four. You know. Well, wait a minute. If the odds say five to one, then I'm getting the bookie would have to find five nine four four exactly to give you. Well, actually, how would it work? I, I, I never understand would, betting. I'm, yeah. I don't, I don't, I know, I think the, I it's one it. nine. You get five extra ones or four extra ones back. If it's five to one, you'd get your original stake, your yeah. original nine four four turbo back, yeah. plus five extra nine four four. Very turbos. good. Yeah. Are, are, so, are you uh, allowed substitutions? Like, could you just accept one nine five nine? I think you'd have to nine five. Nine? That's a lot. I know. Yeah, I don't know. A hundred to one, where they go, Zog. We've combed the classifieds. We can't find a hundred nine four four turbos for sale at the moment. <laughs> Would you accept? Would you take a this nine five nine? nine? <laughs> and, and, and reluctantly, I'd, 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 uh, I don't think I'd take it. It's in a slightly undesirable you know. colour, and it is quite high mileage. But it's yours if you want it. Yeah. Do you know yeah. what I we think? Could, yeah, we, predicting on. the future is famously stupid because you always get it wrong, don't you? But I think. Lewis is probably going to win this damn race. Think about it. It's in America, therefore it is home race. 
As far as Lewis is concerned. As far as Lewis's accent is concerned. Increasingly. He is going to want that market more than any boy in the whole of Formula One. He's going to want to go on a high. He's had a frustrating time in the last few races, really. He's he's going to want to leave McLaren showing them what he can really do. He wants to do that sort of equivalent thing of bumping into an ex-girlfriend. And being able to with tell a, your life's going a lot better since you... Well, yeah. I suppose that happens next season. He wants to start by beating the McLarens in his new Mercedes, doesn't he? And then it's because, yeah, I've got a new job, well, actually. I'm doesn't... a graphic designer now, yeah. That's right, yeah, no, we've moved to a nice part of town, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, no, it's going really well um, for me, yeah. But, I don't know, he does want He's to go out on a high, you're right. He yeah, wants yeah. to kind of go, ha, you wanted a piece of me, but no, you can't have me anymore, because yeah. I'm off, bye. Yeah, he'll be more focused. Will Sam Michael <laughs> let him down, is the question. I blame everything on Sam Michael, why not? because McLaren have had more mess-ups than many of the big teams, all the big teams this season, really, haven't they? They've had some cataclysmic failures. Their season has been better than the sum of its parts, which times have been pretty shoddy. The car's not been terrific. The pit stops through a lot of the season were shambolic. And then Hamilton broke down last weekend. It's amazing how few times Formula 1 cars actually just break down these days. They've had a couple of those with mechanical gremlins. They haven't developed the car as well as you'd usually expect them to do. But that's the thing, they've got two good drivers, and even Button, who seems to fall apart when the car's not driving the way that he wants it to, they've sort of wrestled the car around better than... So Ferrari, I mean, that Ferrari is commonly acknowledged to be not particularly brilliant, really. But, not quite uh, a dog, but not... But not, the, not, the, not they're in the thing, shout of having the driver's champion, because, again, Buttock's yeah. clenched teeth. Man Alonso, Alonso is a very good driver. Yeah. <laughs> he's like the Predator. He's there to pick up anything that falls in front of him, and McLaren are failing, and even Red Bull have cocked up in a big way. But what about Vettel's drive from the back of the grid in the last race? I mean, that was proper entertaining to finish on the podium yeah so, so Vettel can't overtake well he yeah, sort he of can and clearly he can yeah, yeah. yeah. I think yeah no exactly you know, it gives the light of people to say he can't uh, and with that uh, kind of uh, uh, the drivers. dominance the chances are Vettel will do it but my money and I'm not a betting man but if I was my money would be on Lewis I just think he's got a bigger point to prove and I think Vettel has got more at stake and therefore will be conservative well that's true but in all seriousness what you want to do is place your money on whoever's odds are first out of line with however you think they're really going to do so in a sense it doesn't matter who you think is most likely to win you put your money on whichever odds are most favourably out of line with what you think the results are. you know, be. funnily enough, and I'm not a betting man generally because I'm not very good at it and I don't understand odds, as we've established, but I did three seasons ago. When did Alonso win the championship? The 2010? Uh, two years ago. Yeah, the last two years it's been the Red Bull. Yeah, before so 2009 was Button. It was 2006. Yeah. I put a bet on. It was around the time that my wife developed a gambling problem. Which not, really? No, not really. <laughs> not really, honey. I'm joking. But no, she'd never, never she'd never me really, honey before. She never really, but not you, oh. and not in front of the children. Uh, I yeah, she put a bet on I don't know tennis or something with some people at work, and then suddenly developed a taste for gambling and, 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 and opened up an online betting account and started betting on all sports and <laughs> kept drilling me for information about Formula One. Who do you think is going to win this race? Eventually, the championship was already going, but I opened up an account at her insistence, I think, to make her feel better, and I uh, bet on Alonso to win the championship, and he did. But I did it not because I wanted him to, but because they were the best odds and he looked the most likely. It was the best yeah. combination of those things. That, that and smart and he did. I've never claimed my winnings. I got an email about two weeks ago from the popular betting site saying, if you don't claim them soon, we're taking them away from you. No. And I was a bit like, oh, well, it's like 50 that. quid or something. It's worth having. Yeah, you know, you need to either carry on betting or cash out. The yeah. best betting advice I was ever given 
was from, I've done this before, mentioned Fred Dinage on this programme, Clang, but Fred was one of the directors on the board of Portsmouth Football Club. Mm. You know, his life was given to running this club. Whenever they played, I hope I'm not going to get in trouble for saying this, he always bet against them winning. So if he was disappointed no. that his team lost, at least he got a consolation of, yeah, no, of winning. Oh, okay, so it's a sort of like... A That's a very smart approach to betting, I think. Fair yeah, enough. yeah. yeah and you at bet least, against whoever you want to win. Well, I was going to say, at least he could never be accused of match fixing. But actually he could, because he could have told his own team to lose. I'm sure yeah, he yeah, didn't. Yeah. I'm not <laughs> suggesting that St. Fred Dinage... <laughs> Legend of broadcasting was fixing football match. I will finish on this point. You know, Fred is connected to the craze, don't you? Oh, dear God, don't make this worse. I said, have you got our money? Ron asked you a question, sunshine. Have you got our money? No, no, I told you I haven't. Reg, I think it's time to teach our friend... A lesson. I think it is wrong. And that's how you break someone's legs. And that's how for now. Every now and again, something happens in Formula One, which makes you remember why you love Formula One. One of the greatest moments ever was the revealing of the Tyrrell P34, six-wheel Formula One car. For me, the next really big moment was Damon Hill winning the World Championship. Then it was Lewis winning the World Championship in that epic way, in that last race. But the best thing that's happened recently is Kimi Raikkonen. Swearing on the podium after he'd won a race. Which do we love him for most? The swearing or the winning? Or how he won? We love him for the radio. I thought that was the best hit to car radio I can recall hearing. It's uh, even better than just, Fernando is slower than you, isn't he? No, faster than you. Faster than yeah. Fernando. Yeah. I just love the way he sounded so relaxed. Bit he, peevish, though. Bit peevish. Being hassled. What did he actually a tiny, say? A tiny bit, but he wasn't sounding hassled. He just sounded, leave me alone. I, I thought it could have developed into... You remember that episode of Faulty Towers where Basil Faulty is supposed to be putting up the moose's head? Yes! every I'm time he's Sybil. trying to do it. And then Sybil goes out and she rings and... Polly answers and says, Mr. Faulty, yes, 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 tell her I'm doing it. Yes. And it was a bit like that. Yes, yes, I'm doing all that, I'm doing all that. Because there's some dispute about what he actually said. Well, the first comedy message sounded like, leave me alone, I know what I'm doing. Yeah, yeah I think it was actually, let me alone, I know what I'm doing. But yeah, that's what that's Ah, that, well, that's, that's interesting, because that's another variation. I, um, I, I, I thought it was, let me alone, I know what I'm doing. Yeah, oh, see, I thought it was leave me alone. Yeah. And I thought it was, I know what I'm doing. It's, it's a bit yeah. fuzzy, you can't necessarily yeah. hear it. And I do these t shirts through Sniff Petrol, and I emailed my t shirt people straight away after the race. And went, Guys, I've got a well, new I've got a new slogan yeah. for you. Beautiful. Leave me alone, I know what I'm doing. They've knocked off some t shirt designs, and we've got this hmm. one now, and it's got that on the front. And then a bloke on Twitter said, well, you've got that wrong. It wasn't leave me alone, I know what I'm doing. It's leave me alone, I know what to do. Uh, and I listened to it again, I found it on YouTube. I was like, no, I'm pretty sure. It's hard to tell. It could mm. be either, but I'm pretty sure it's I know mm. what I'm doing. He sent me, this same guy, then sent me a link to a higher quality clip of it. And it did sound like it was, I know what to do. And I thought, oh, God, the 
bloody t-shirts are wrong but i did a quick google search on it and it seemed like most people were thinking it's i know what i'm doing rather than i know what to do never let the truth get in the way of a good story you know well, they say there's that. things like that isn't it there's like there's some of the crowd are on the pitch they think it's all over and there's actually sort of various versions of that it's there are some people on the pitch That's i right. think is the real one i think it's all over well the one i was about to cite mm. is apollo 13 where what's the quote from apollo 13 one Houston, we have a problem Houston, we have a problem. That's what everybody says. I wish this was QI. Mm. (laughs) (laughs) What was actually said was, Houston, we've had a problem. That's what actually Mm. was said. Ah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. So the fact that everyone knows Houston, we have a problem, they know it's Apollo 13, that's gone into the general shared knowledge morass actually it's, like it's also I think it was Hounslow we've had a problem because <laughs> at the time they were passing over a Heathrow Airport tracking station and yeah, they were, yeah. it was the ground I, station I, I, I am yeah, writing a song for Gareth Jones on speed about why we all drive and don't take the train it's called Houston we have a problem uh, and I, I'm uh, not making this up I promise uh, you uh, so it's alright that if there is a popular version yeah, of a quote yeah. that's fine that's the slogan you own that IP in well the, there's, there's an okay interesting to... development in this which is that a story then broke the week after the Grand Prix that Kimi Raikkonen himself had had 500 t-shirts made I mean yes. he could have just bought them out of my t-shirt shop but no he had to go and have he them had made his own leave me alone I'm having them made myself he possibly said <laughs> and gave them to everyone at the team <laughs> and the slogan there was, there was a picture on the internet purportedly of one of these t-shirts and they are in the latest colours black with gold writing mm. on it that's probably why he didn't buy them from me because mine and he's had them made with leave me alone I know what I'm doing so either that's what ah. he said or he's now misquoting himself he's or maybe that, that's what he meant to say so, yes. so, so oh, basically like a, like so bottom line you're okay with your leave like, me alone you know when you think of something pithy you should have said in a situation hmm. only six hours later yeah. when you're in bed yeah it's like Neil Armstrong landing on the moon. You know, what he actually said was, that's one small step for man, one iron leap for mankind. There's no G on it. What he actually meant to said was, me, I'm on the moon. You know, this is <laughs> unbelievable. <laughs> so you can rewrite your own history. That is allowed. As long as you tell people yeah. that's what you said or agree that's what you intended to say. Yeah, that, I mean, you know, you know, Neil yeah. Armstrong did drop the A in the first uh, yeah. word, but yeah, yeah. Uh, we accept that's not what yeah. he meant to say. It's become bigger than the actual yeah. meaning or yeah. not of the sentence. So, uh, yeah. the, just and to recap s- the second thing that Kimmy said, yeah. which was, yes, yes, yes. I I'm doing all that. I'm doing all that. Yes. Yeah. I'm already doing that, I think, or something like that. I think it was I'm doing all that, or because they said warm all four tyres, which it always Mm. seemed strange. I mean, like he forgot just warming back, just warm three of them. I completely forgot the rear left. I'm only warming three of the tyres. What an idiot! Yeah, (laughs) you can see his exasperation was. Did you tell me earlier? And he was saying a little bit touchy at that point. Yes, he just had a little like a. Tell her I'm doing it. Yes, Polly, tell her. But (laughs) Kimmy winning is evidence of something I said in the programme recently that Grosjean's problem is that Kimmy's so good. And that's why Grosjean's having to overdrive to try and stay in the sphere of Kimmy. And there we go. Which of the two Lotus drivers has won the race before the other? It's Kimmy. Kimmy! Kimmy! He was there. He was in the position to win it. Perhaps not winning on their own merits. You know, they didn't streak ahead of the Red Bulls, but they were there yeah, to Yeah, I know, but they didn't pick up they, the opportunity. didn't fall behind. And I yeah. Think it's, you know, it's sort of, it's one part, the car's okay. Yeah. Uh, and it, it seemed to be working quite well that weekend. And then it's seven parts... The swearing, mercurial, slightly tetchy genius that is Kimi Wright. Yeah, oh, yeah. may God bless him and all who sail in him. He, he, earned, he, you know, he, earned, he earned that win and he deserved it. No, no, no question. God, thank God he came back. 
good on. It wasn't Kim. in Formula One anymore. It would be a poor yeah, place. Similar. And actually, and, and thinking yeah. about sort of teammates, I mean, it's really great that he's managed to get that win. You know, both for him and the team before the end of the season. Yeah. But, you know, but look at some of the other drivers. Make a big difference. Pairing. I'm a little bit disappointed that Paul Deresta hasn't sort of done rather better. I sort of hoped that he'd have rather overshadowed Hulkenberg, but it's been well, a failure. Yeah, yeah. It's hard to overshadow the Hulk. Yeah, I well, think he's exceptional. You know that. Yeah. I think he's one of the best out there. He's not the most exciting driver these days because he's pretty safe pair of hands. The most exciting driver in Formula One at the moment is Zaki Inui. Is the, uh, the current... Sergio Perez? No, uh, no, no. Well, he, yeah. Uh, the other one. Kobayashi? Uh, Kobayashi. Kobayashi will lunge for things and yes. he's entertaining mm-hmm. because of that. You An know. erratic genius. <laughs> yes, <laughs> in a strange yeah. kind of way. Not sure if he's yeah, going to be there is, next year. Unless yeah. what Hell money he has got, he uses yeah. to buy HRT because they're up for sale, aren't they? The, uh, Are you suggesting that he has seven pounds? That's <laughs> mm, all it would take. Oh, yeah, I was wondering so who, who's going to buy it. Who well, no one really. Well, I don't yeah. know. It's, it's a tradition. They continue the tradition of the back of the grid. Formula One team. Do you remember when Arrows changed hands every three seasons? Minardi changed hands every six seasons. New investors were brought into Ligier and then Prost. They sell, they sell, they sell out, and eventually uh, they have to flog the whole thing. Have to join. One of the problems they've got, and there was a very intelligent column by one of the F1 writers on the internet this week about this precise problem. If you were looking to invest in a business, because it seems like HRT are one of those slightly no-hoper teams that attract outside investment from a cable of bankers or something. You think, yeah. oh, yes, Formula One, that sounds like fun. Let's have a go. Yeah. Hmm. And there's a slice of arrogance and, and naivety in the way they go about it. And if you were looking to invest in something, one of the first things you do is, okay, now, this industry we're going to invest in, where are the centres of excellence? Where is all the talent? Okay, so <laughs> it's in the UK and also to some extent in Italy. Now, where is our investment based? Spain. Yes, Madrid. Hmm. Strikes what? me that's not a good idea. Yeah. On yeah. second thoughts, we'll just invest in something else. I was thinking, who yeah, should buy HRT? Do you know uh, who be the safest bet? Either ProDrive or Yoast. Yoast? Yoast. Now, that's an interesting idea. Wouldn't you I mean, like a Yoast Formula One team? It'd be oh, good, wouldn't they? Would they, though? That's the thing. I remind you again. It's, it's like, I'm going to invest in an orange juice company. Now, the centres of excellence appear to be in Spain and Florida. Where's your orange juice factory? Scotland. Hmm. I'll pass. Yoast aren't stupid. <laughs> they need, I mean, they could bring the whole operation to the. But then, why are they buying yeah. it in the first place? What yeah. are they buying? Except well, are you buying a license place to be on the grid? Yeah, that's yeah. it. That's yeah, all you're they're buying. Buying. And yeah. let's be honest, Bernie is not adverse to cutting a deal. If Yoast went, yeah. no, you know what? We'd fancy a crack at Formula One. Yeah. I think he would find a way to first of all hold them upside down and shake them until some money fell out, mm. and then he would allow them onto the grid. It's as simple as that. But if they decided that they wanted to take their racing expertise to F1, just Buying HRT is as good a way as any to do it. The it's crucial great. thing is their racing expertise. It seems like they have racing expertise. Mm. HRT, mm. I remind you again of my Scottish orange juice. It yes. tastes awful. <laughs> <laughs> You've been listening to Richard Porter. Goodbye. To Zog. Goodbye. And to me, Gareth Jones. This was On Speed. To send us an email, see pictures, get song lyrics, join our Facebook fan site, follow us on Twitter, or to find out about sponsorship opportunities, go to garethjones.tv. Gareth Jones on Speed is made in London by Whizbang. Gareth Jones on Speed! <laughs>